0: Tonight's show is brought to you by
1: Ventura Training and Athletics. Restore, Train, Maintain. Specializing in the restoration of the muscular system to help you move and feel better. Combating TBI, PTSD, and pain through specialized strength training. Again, get your body right, get your mind right. Defeat the demons. This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour. Hosted by Nick, Dave, Joe and Buddy, today's special guest is Daniel, a Green brain who never did anything movie worthy, so he wrote a book.
2: <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? We are back. Happy Saturday. Shout out to Trash Talkers. Shout out to GruntWorks community. Welcome to episode 45 of the Trash Talk Hour. Shout out to our sponsors, Ventura Training and Athletics, Cardinal Financial, and Buddy's favorite, Tenth Mountain Whiskey. Type in VTT and get yourself a discount. Special guest today, our former special forces soldier and author of Asset Mindset, Dan Fielding. Hope I said that right. And today yeah, I'm joined by Buddy, Joe, and Bill. So Nick is not here today, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Buddy's going to... Talk about that. Joe's going to talk about that. We'll cover that during the soapbox. So let's have a nice party. Let's get it started. Over to you, buddy.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, I'm going to talk a whole lot about Nick getting out here. I don't really have all the details, other than I uh, hope the champagne's good. Where, where Joe does. Joe has
2: the details, man. Joe
4: Joe Joe will get it. I'm sure. Um, so uh, so I've got some you know nice little Saturday plan. Got to got to fix the toilet and then go to a rehearsal dinner for a wedding. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make this real quick. And uh, and and real real easy. So uh, my honesty cap for the week. Um, I don't know I put it out. I got I got my uh, my retirement date the other day. Retire in uh, March of next year. So you know I'm going through a big transition and uh, a lot of things that you know, like real time. What kind of this show is about? Transitioning, getting out of the army, dealing with all the stuff. And uh, I was having my my father's actually uh, a retired uh army guy and uh we were having a talk yesterday and it kind of got heated um you know telling me what i needed to do what i didn't need to do all this stuff and uh we kind of got at each other and then at the end of the day it turned out you know i thought about what he said and he was right and and my honesty cap and my my little tidbit of advice as i go through it in real time is You got to love each – we have to love each other as a community enough to tell each other the fucking truth. When the truth isn't what you want to hear, sometimes you got to take yourself out of the equation and listen to what somebody's telling you. If it's about suicide, if it's about getting out, if it's about transitioning, if it's about life on the other side – If it's um,
2: about your NCOER –
4: if it's about business, who we are, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever it's about, sometimes you got to take your your ego out of it, listen to what's being told to you, and know that it's not from – it doesn't come from a place of, of like, just want to fuck with you. It comes from a place where they want you to do better. They want you to be able to succeed. Um, and and know that, like, like I said, a, a buddy of mine said this a long time ago, and uh, shout out to Chuck Newman. And he said it to his son. He's like, I love you, son, but I love you enough that I'm going to tell you the truth. And that's what happened, you know, with me yesterday. Um, and and I feel like that's something that should resonate with our entire community. And it should be something that we on this podcast do. Uh, and I feel like we do a pretty good job of it. Like, we're not going to treat you like a victim. If you fucked up, like, we're going to help you get to a place where you can fix it and then move forward. But you... I mean, you have to you have to fucking own the fact that you fucked up, and and you have part of the the blame for the position that you're currently in. And then now you have to work your way out of it. Uh, somebody, if you're not going to appreciate it, if nobody pulls you out of that position. Um, anyway, that's my uh, my honesty cap cap slash uh, soapbox. Uh, on to Joe. Joe's going to explain uh, where Nicholas is, and uh, and do his soapbox. So. Uh, I hope you guys have a good show. Uh, I got to
2: get out of here. Uh, Cheers, buddy. I really wish Cheers. I could hang out and talk with other SF people because, you know, we are the best type of people. Just saying. Well, he he writes books, He guys. writes books, buddy. He's better than you already. Yeah, because he's fucking <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: He's
4: not in anymore. Uh-oh. I still have a year before I can write books, guys.
1: <laughs> well, it takes years already. to do it, so get started now. For no now, it's like toilets present. and weddings. Yeah, wasting wedding time already.
2: Wasting time. You don't have the mindset, buddy. He's going to talk about
0: <laughs> all that. Unless <laughs> you're Charlie and this group, it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> it's, it's buddy, it's the asset mindset. He's, too busy. He's too, ass, busy, he's
3: too busy running around bragging about riding horses.
0: Yeah, and later, and buddy. Have fun uh, at the wedding, wedding, man. Course. Have fun. <laughs> Go fix your toilet <laughs> so you can sit down when you pee. Oh, I I like. I got that parting shot on, buddy.
1: That was perfect, Dave. You got Uh, me.
0: Yeah, I mean, go ahead.
2: I mean, I love Nick the pieces, but we got to let this shit out, you know. Uh,
0: Yeah, and forgive the uh, idiots. I've got uh, this is my this is my daily patience is the morons I got across the street that think having a dog means chaining it to your front porch all day long. I've literally called animal control to come pick this dog up. You hear barking? They will do nothing about it, and I just have to lit- literally sit there and watch ignorance. But anyways, Bill, you're a dark person, Dave. I'm sure we all are. I mean, uh, I can't stand it, but I just gotta sit and watch it. Anyhow, um, that was a great honesty cap from Buddy. I really, I really like that because I've I've gone back and forth with my father um, through that. As uh, one of my favorite comedians says, uh, he goes, "My son's currently 15, and he's currently a piece of shit." He said every <laughs> Every single man goes through that phase where you know everything, but you're not capable of anything. Goes it and it's from 15 to whenever you grow the fuck up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I for a while I butted heads with my dad until I grew up and realized that he was probably my best friend and he was looking out for me the whole time, you know. And he just wouldn't accept something he didn't accept, you know. So it's a uh, definitely good point from Buddy. But as far as Nick goes, <clears throat> I've got some inside intel. Uh, sources will remain anonymous. Um, so don't fact check me because I won't let facts get in the way of this one. Um, I've got it on good authority that Nick is on Operation Hobnob today. And he has been shamed by his new country club society friends into not wasting any of his Saturday time with these peasants and that little, you know, minuscule podcast that he does. He's got more important people to hang out with. You know, the, the VIPs basically told him, you know, if you belong to this society, we don't do podcasts on Saturday. It's uh, Lobster Thermidor and Golf and Mimosas. So, um, you know, and, and, and that should explain something from the petty cash being missing. I'm not sure how he bought his way in, but we'll get to that. Um, so I hope Nick's enjoying his new friends today. Enjoy, um, Nick. Have fun. That Richie, Richie. We still society. love you. You know, it just broke my heart. No big deal. Um. Anyway, on, on to me. <clears throat> I'm here drinking a dosekis, praying to God it makes me more interesting because I'm on about forty-five minutes of sleep. Uh, uh, most of you know I have a six-week-old son. <clears throat> He's uh he gets live at about eleven o'clock, and sometimes that doesn't shut down at all, and didn't last night. So, anyways, I'm still here, Nick. No big deal. Um. I got to go off on this and it's going to be completely off topic, but we always talk about what triggered me this week. Okay. This has been triggering me for weeks. Go ahead and chime in. If anyone has seen the commercial, uh, it's a cat food commercial, so I'm out. Uh, but this woman is like nestling up against her cat and her kid is yelling from upstairs that he fell and he's bleeding. Has anyone else seen this commercial? No, I
2: don't really watch TV.
0: Okay. I swear to God this woman's on the couch and that's one against her cat and her kid goes mom i fell and she goes there's bandages upstairs and he goes but i'm bleeding and she goes "Use two." and then she opens up the cat food and i'm like what in the blue did i just watch like so the kid's got arterial bleeding up there in the bathroom but you love your cat so much you're gonna give it a fancy feast i'm not really sure what the message they're trying to put forth is but it's really bothersome like whoever is in the advertising agency there is stealing their paycheck It needs a direct punch in the throat because they're a total knob job. I cannot believe that that's the commercial they came up with. But for some reason on the network that my wife watches or I watch, that thing runs at least once a day and I see it and I still can't make sense of it. Kid bleeding upstairs, but let's give the cat food. Like it makes no sense whatsoever. So anyways, that, that that's what got me triggered this week. But, um, I, I hate that, it that you guys have seen it. I almost want to. I wish we could pull the video up because it is fucking bananas, man. I sound <laughs> crazy, but it. I, if you see it, you'll be like, "What did I just watch?" Yeah,
1: and who approves that, right? Like, the kids, the like, kids bleeding. That's upstairs. good, you know. And <laughs> exactly. Like, Let's that's do that. Like we don't care about yeah. our kid. We care about feeding fancy feasts. Yeah, yeah. Man, that yeah. man's
0: making a salary. Of course, that yeah. man's making money doing that oh my lord i just the the like bill says find the shitty ones and fire them and not a lot of people do that well bill the floor is
2: yours out. brother introduce yeah, no, dan bro. tell us a little bit about dan and let's get this party started hey perfect hey so as you guys
3: know i hold my uh red empire guys near and dear to my heart uh i spent years in seventh Good was one of their jtacs i had ryan on the show and those of you guys have read ryan's book phenomenal dude great book uh Tip of the spear, tip of the spear.
1: Yeah, yeah. he said, hey,
3: you got to check out Daniel's book. Uh, So Daniel, former seventh group guy. So if you guys don't know what that means, that means he's better than Buddy because Buddy's just a fifth group guy. So obviously seventh is better. Uh, He wrote a book called Asset Mindset and we preach this on the show every week about how important it is to change your mindset to change your future and be successful. Uh, I don't want to give away too much But uh, all of you, make sure you go out and get this book. It's on Amazon. I ordered it myself. Daniel, tell us about yourself and tell us about the book.
2: Welcome to the show, Daniel. uh,
1: To be blunt, man, I was just a patriotic American that after 9-11, shit happened. And I'm like, you know what? I want to go kick some ass. So I started doing some research and been like, all right, if I want to go kick ass, who do I want to kick ass with? You know, because I was all about support the troops, support the troops. I figured the best way to do is get out there and do it with them. Did my research, did my homework. Yeah, SEALs are cool, but you know what? I don't want to be on a ship or anything like that stuck. And I, then I saw what Green Berets did. I'm like, man, you like go across the line or you go over to a territory and you like live with the people and you're a force multiplier. You do these cool missions. And I was like, that's what I want to be. Oh, and I like building and blowing shit up. I want to be a Charlie. So I went into the recruiter's office and I was like, hey, I want this job. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, right. You ever been arrested or this, you know, you need to have a security clearance. And I'm like, I could have been, but I never got caught. Does that count for anything? <laughs> he's like, all right, all right. I see where you're going. But uh, long story short, you know, I, I joined, uh, I made it, um, did some incredible things. Still, I can't believe where I've been, what I've done. And I'm still here, all my fingers and toes. You know, you mentioned Ryan earlier, like that man, hats off to him. Great American hero. You know, he humbles me as so many other of our brothers do, you know, and sisters, some that have been through hell and back and they're still doing amazing things. Um, so part of that is why I wrote my book. Um, the special operations community, you know, we got De Oppressor liber to free the oppressed or to free from oppression, depending on how you want to translate it. And I started taking that because we believe in that so much. But I'm like, you know what? People oppress themselves in their mind. Like, they tell themselves lies or, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that, or these people are against me. And I was like, man, how can I take this mentality and share it with the world, pass it on to civilians so they can actually get a clue? And, you know, there's good civilians out there, don't get me wrong, but, you know, we see all this racism stuff that's going on and diversity this and that. talk. Like, hello, you've been in the line of fire. You go to combat, you don't care if they're, you know, red, red, you don't care if they're brown. You know We're all bleeding red, white and blue type deal. Like we're all there. I mean, I've been side by side with all different types of people and I don't care. Are you a good hearted warrior? Are you someone that's going to watch my back? All right, we're cool. I'm going to watch your back. I'll give my life for you. And I think anybody that's been there too and is a real warrior, like what's your greatest fear is to let down your buddies. You're not worried about yeah. getting yourself killed. You're like, hey, am I not watching this corner? Or am I not pulling security and someone's going to come around and do something? But uh, all right, I digress there. I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, but that's what we did. I got it, man. I got no, it. You're no, good. No, Dan,
0: Dan, you're good. That's it. But, you, touched um, on, uh, you touched on um, that love for your brothers, man. That's why survivor's guilt's a real thing, man.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because if, if you
0: come home and you've seen combat, then you've seen your brothers go too. And that that, that is easily the hardest part. Yeah. At least you're for me. Right on, Joe. That,
1: for yeah. me, personally that i'm gonna call myself out you know like we talk about talking truth that's been my hardest thing because like i didn't do 20 you know what i mean and i got brothers and close people i mean i still work in the community and i do stuff with the department of defense train with marsoc the seals green berets all that but um you know i'm like man i always feel like i could have done more i could have done more i didn't get you know like you know, hanging out with Ryan down in Florida and he's sharing stuff and he's gone back. And I'm like, man, I'm fucking, you know, I didn't pull my weight enough, you know, and then people smack me around and like, you did more than most people. Like you left, you know, your career, you had a college degree, real estate license and you joined and went to combat. Like my Sergeant Major chewed me up and down about like, you know, don't ever feel bad about what you did. So, you know, they, they redirect me and, you know, but that whole survivor's guilt or like, you know, I, I should have done more, contributed more. I think we all deal with that. And especially transitioning, getting out. Um, that's why, for me, Department of Defense work that I do helps me stay sane because I'm still contributing in a small way, you know, to the guys that are getting ready to go. We're passing the torch type deal. So that keeps me grounded. But uh, that is absolutely, I think, a struggle that most veterans go through nowadays anyways. You know, not in the training military, maybe in the 80s, not so much but guys that have been in combat or people that have been downrange, you know, and then you're not there in the fight anymore. You feel like, man, it's, you know, that that's your place. You know, that's what you were doing. That's your family. That's your brothers and sisters. So like when you walk away from that, that's a hard thing to to walk away from because you love these people, you know, and mm-hmm. you give anything for them. So, uh, I that's think why I kind of do what I do with some other stuff on the side. I'm with a veterans organization here up in New Hampshire where I live. Uh, We run a thing called Camp Resilience, it's on my hat, I don't know if anybody can see that, but uh, we do no cost retreats for veterans and families that are suffering, whether it's PTSD, you know, drug dependency, different things, all this different stuff. But I I don't wanna go too much into that, but for any veterans that are out there listening, you know, find an organization like this, start volunteering, do something like this, you guys are doing, I mean, this is great. We look out for each other, we lift each other up, you know, we we keep each other grounded, um, so. Yeah, you hit on you hit on the
2: you hit on the aspect of getting out and everything. Would you consider definitely, and I I'm I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, that, that book was really therapy for you in a in a sense oh, yeah. to write that book to really just let it all out. I haven't read it yet. I'm I'm definitely gonna get into it because I didn't know you were on this week. I thought you were on next week. So I kind of screw up on my end, but um, would you consider it a therapy session for yourself?
1: Um yeah, I mean there was parts of it that were. Um I think. It was therapy in life and sharing. Like it kind of made me look at the the life I was living, how I've learned, how I've succeeded. You know, because that's what to me the asset mindset is. Is like, all right, uh, how do I be the best asset for myself and others and people around me and like giving? How do I be positive in the world?
0: Yeah. So and I got a I got a question for you,
1: Dan. Yeah, go Let ahead. Let him finish that and, one. Now, Jesus, I mean, Joe.
0: You know, <laughs> Okay, okay, Nick Jr., I thought he was done with his sentence. Jesus, Mussolini, quit cutting me off. It's that Uh, North Carolina connection over there. (laughs) I uh, must have been a delay. Uh, No, but Dan, in your bio, it says uh, you won a couple of pretty significant martial arts tournaments. So I got a couple of questions on that. One, have you ever given anyone a roundhouse kick to the face while wearing American flag Zubas?
1: (laughs) No, not where I've i browned people in the face.
0: <laughs> two, have you ever screamed "Bow to your sensei" to somebody?
1: No. Okay,
0: yeah. all right. The the real I question. Guess the, what, I guess I'm lacking. I suck. What? What? <laughs> no. What? What? What martial art was it? And what? What? What were these tournaments like? I know they were at the national level, right?
1: Yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: tell us a little bit about it, man. Because Bill and I are MMA nuts. So I, when I saw that, I was like, man, I want to hear what what uh, art you crafted and and what tournaments these were.
1: Okay, um, it, it's a mixture. I like many people. You say in MMA, so my instructor, Sifu, he um, had belts in um, Goju, Kempo, Taekwondo. So it was a mixture of things um, that we did. The, was, for the uh, layman, what's not Goju? Quite the MMA stuff. Say again, Joe. What?
0: For the for the layman, explain to them what Goju is, because Kempo is karate, and then yeah, but, but, but so what, what is Goju is more of a
1: fist style more okay. punching striking fists one is, is more kicks, is
0: a lot of kicks. Yep.
2: yeah that's i did I that mean. for eight years as well yeah yeah
1: so that's where my instructor was like hey if i can take a, a kick based martial arts and a punching based martial arts get mix together, them together yeah. create a system and that's what we did and it was pretty successful and um it was kind of like resonating with you know jeet kune Do or bruce lee you know you take a little of everything and you know simple movements why add all this extra flair like just get to the point But uh, so, yeah, I was a teenager during these uh, martial art times. Uh, There's a Dragon Warrior Code that I talk about extensively in my book. I am what I am because I choose to be. I'm a dragon by choice and subject to its loss. My family, instructors, and my classmates, and my heart and my mind. Even though we may disagree with each other, we still strive to be one. Forgetting all categories and letting energy which wishes to exist, exist. As a dragon, I must go forth to seek the Tao and the void, understanding myself and finding peace within so that's pretty huge and powerful. I dissect that a lot. In
0: the Damn. Okay.
2: Yeah. We'd have to dissect that a little bit. Say, so. <laughs> when, you can
0: break it, when you can break it, when you can break it down verbatim like that,
1: right off the hip,
0: you know, it's got some, it, it's got some very significant points that weigh pretty heavy for you. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But, it did shape my as life. Tournaments go, as like a teenager
1: like, turning into a man, totally Did you listen to
0: life. any of uh, You're the Best by Joe B and Esposito? Because that's from Karate Kid. Like the montage. Did you listen to any of that
1: before the fights?
0: No, what no. was
1: your what was your ghost song? Did you have one? Uh, where we, we will rock you. That was kind of like the heck song.
4: yeah. <laughs> now in the <laughs>
1: finals Solid of choice. this tournament, in the finals <laughs> of this tournament, was it full striking? Uh, yeah, it was full striking, but it was we had gloves, you know, it wasn't gloveless and it was kicks, but it, it wasn't um, it wasn't MMA style, like there was no tapping out or anything like that. It, it was a point system tournament. You know, so
0: so mainly striking.
1: Yes, mainly strike. Nice, but uh, yeah, there was people from all around the um, country, whatnot. I actually talk about the. So with any tournament, you guys compete or whatnot. You go there and you're like lined up. Everybody's got a card, right? So they build a bracket. So of course, everybody's lined up, ready to turn in their card. You're sizing everybody else up, like who am I going to have to fight this guy, that guy? You're kind of looking, checking them out. Well, there's this huge dude. I mean, he, like, hit puberty early or whatever. He was, like, a full-grown man in this teenage, you know, mid-teenage. I was 15, turning 16. And I was like, oh, my God. The guy next to me, I remember his name, was Anwar Jones. He was another top-rated martial artist that we'd met on other tournaments. You know, you get to know each other. And he's like, man, I hate to fight that guy. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Well, guess who I draw for my first fight? First round? Yeah, (laughs) first first. Yep. First bracket. I'm like, Oh my God. So I I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm probably going to lose, but I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to liver kick. -kick. (laughs) So my mentality changed from losing. And this is why I talk about it in my book. And this was the transitional point for me, like in mindset, how much mindset matters. Like, I don't care whether I'm going to lose. I'm doing my hundred percent. I'm doing my best. So I went in there and I was not worried about losing anymore. I was just going to put my all in. Well, turns out I win. Well, what happens? I win the biggest guy, most intimidating guy. My confidence goes through the roof. So I believe I can beat everybody else. And it ends up working. And I end up winning first place. You know? So that was like, wow. I mean, I've won in some other tournaments, but that was my biggest. I mean, that was at Walter Brown Arena, you know, at Boston University back in uh, the early 90s. Did you see
0: it? Did you see it at a point in the fight um, where... Sometimes this happens, but did you see it on his face that you had officially, uh, you had officially taken taken his heart? Like, yeah, he knew he wasn't gonna break you, and he was yes. getting tired. Yeah, and uh, that's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, no, a great feeling. It, seen, was, uh, seen, think think seen, like, it was. I've seen. I've seen one fight like a that. Person that's incredible.
1: Yeah, it was a lunge punch. So that's when you just lean in and you go straight. Like we trained with this like moment of motion. So as soon as someone's gonna move, you're like, bam! You just straight attack them. So he was coming at me with a kick. I think he was um, a taekwondo guy. I can't remember. I remember going back years. But that's was kind of the moment in transition. He was like, whoa, because I hit him square and went straight in. I had my arm up to block, and that lunge punch just like caught him by surprise. You know, he thought he was gonna kick me and it took him down. He dropped, came back up, and was like, so yeah, there was that moment. Mm. So it's pretty it cool. Kind of like when I fought Chuck have, Nick like,
3: beat him. Say that again, Bill. Was that the moment you had when Nick popped
0: your shoulder out? No, no, that was uh, that was in the blink of an eye. That was too quick. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I I was telling Perry the other day. I said Nick Nick Cuttrell's responsible for me winning my first tournament because I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna let that happen again. And literally the <laughs> next tournament I entered when I my shoulder was good, I won it. I was Dave Soldier when I did that. Dave, you were there for that tournament?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: That yeah, like that's a, that's that, a, that, that was like some Fight Club shit. It was like in an old Iraqi casino. We had uh, Dave. Who was it that replaced uh, the National Guard SF? What, what group? What group replaced them? I don't know. Uh, maybe it was the Fifth team. Group, or I, I'm not sure who it was. How to brag? I'm, Jesus, I'm how to brag? I'm trying to blank. Remember the remember the dudes that replaced 20th Group? They came through midway through.
2: <sighs> I mean, there were a couple groups there. It's a long time ago, man. No idea.
0: I just remember, I remember them, I remember them boys take a, this is a good SF story, Bill and Dan. Uh, We were, we had just gotten, uh, the Iraqi police station across the street had been leveled by a VBID. All the Iraqi police, uh, got. they got ambushed the next day and all of them quit. Um, The Iraqi police left. So two of the checkpoints that fortified us security wise were manned 100% by IPs. And they all left. Uh, The Iraqi police station was leveled. Um, So pulling security over there was a whole different ballgame. And uh, we ended up covering. We were going 20 hours on, four hours off for weeks. Like, we were ready to kill each other. We were all just so strung out. And I remember thinking, like, dude, this is dangerous. We're going outside the wire on four hours, average to four hours of sleep, minimum, maximum. Maximum. I mean, that's four hours off to shower, get, you know, and yeah, we're doing that for weeks. That. And uh, the freaking ODA that was attached to us drove down to Decrit with a four truck convoy. And I'll never forget the convoy. <laughs> it was uh 50 double Mark 19 minigun. That was their four truck convoy. That was what they're armored with. I remember they rolled out and they came back and they had about, I, I don't know, it was like 60 to, 60 to 70 Iraqi police. They just went to Tikrit and got them and told them, you're coming with us. We need you. And I'll never forget when they pulled in, I was like, dude, that, that, that might've just saved us because we were pulling so much security that we were absolutely wide open and all of us were exhausted.
1: Yeah. You're and, uh, at that point. the, the you ODA was like, fuck them. this. Yep. But mm-hmm.
0: they did, they did what special, they did what green berets do. They were like, dude, there is a fucking solution to this problem. We are capable of solving it. We're going to do it. And they just left. I remember when they left, it was a feeling of like your big brother just left. <laughs>
2: Everybody's leaving now.
0: It was- <laughs> it's just 120
2: of us right now. The Tigris River behind us in the middle of Samara, right by the Spiral Minaret. This place was hot as shit anyway, like firefights oh, every day. We're like, oh, shit, yeah. we're fucked.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when, they pulled, yeah when, they pulled, when they pulled back in, I was just like, Jesus. Because I was in BP North Yeah. looking right down at the street when they pulled in. And I was like, holy shit, because I could see the Iraqi police coming behind them. Hey, do you remember, Dave, you remember we were at the Iraqi police station and uh Chilton said, get back in the trucks. I don't trust all these idiots with weapons standing out here. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. sure as shit, two seconds later, one shit, one of his buddies shot the other one in the Shot cabin. the other guy, yeah. And he's like, I told you, we're out of here. And we took off in the trucks and left.
2: Yeah, anyway. But, Dan, I want right, to talk man, a little bit. On, Dan. Since we got you on here, I want you to a little bit go into the mindset thing because I think I, I love it. You know, my mindset is always like show up, you know, especially like even with work. And I try to tell my soldiers this. I'm a first sergeant in recruiting now. And I I tell my station commanders, like, you got to show up every day. You know, even if it's a shitty day, just like be motivated, because if you're going to show up pissed off and angry, like that's going to dictate the rest of your day. And it's just like that mindset. You know, if you come in with a winning attitude and you want to win and you want to be successful, that shit spreads like a cancer to everybody that's around you as well. Um, okay. So if you just want to go in a little bit more into the mindset aspect of your book and, and, and just the mindset coaching, I'm sure the listeners would love to hear that. Okay.
1: So I think you hit a big thing right there as far as your mindset and it's contagious. So if you're negative, you know, you've all been on that patrol. Somebody starts bitching or whatever. It brings people down. Yep. Positivity works the same way. You know, someone cracks the joke or keeps that mentality. it It will spread. You know, and you talk about showing up. I literally have a a buddy of mine I served with who was a JTAC, also in seventh group with me. Uh, Brian Relation. Uh, I don't know if that name sounds familiar. (laughs) Real quick, by the way, Brian Relations is one of the strongest
3: motherfuckers I have ever met in my life. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was was the best man in my wedding. Pick up the world.
1: (laughs) Dude, he's a beast. I I just went for his 40th birthday. We spent time down in uh, Key West and stuff. Nice. So Brian and I are real close. We no shit. It, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go into this real quick because this is just an amazing story. Go for yeah, it, brother. Go, go for right. it. So Brian and I, both civilians, walking in and coming in processing, all right, at 30th AG down in Benning, doing getting ready to do infantry through all that shit. Civilians, I'm wearing a football jersey. He was a big football guy, so we kind of hit it off. We were doing PT a little bit. Well, we go to the same bringing um, Echo 150. Then we go through the Q course together, everyone in school, all that. No shit out of all the active groups and then out of all the battalions and then the companies, we end up on the same team in seventh group. You know, like, how does that happen? I don't know. Like, I got there first, so I'm already on the team. Then he walked in, like, I don't know whether it was, like, a month and a half later. He's like, hey, I'm here for five, six. I'm like, Brian, are you fucking with me? Like, how through like, everything in life, like, just –
4: so yeah, be, it was really meant to be, man. It was meant to be from
1: when he was a civilian, <laughs> just joining the army, all the way up to deploying together. And like we, I, like I said, I just spent his 40th birthday with him down in Florida. So we're nice. close. Like the, I, nice. I
3: remember in Camp Brown, Kandahar. I was so excited. I hit the 1200 pound club, and Brian Relations walks in there and does the 1550 club, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, oh well, no, what's he's the, the 1200. Peak, what's the, he, the, he's the 1200 club?" what's best the 1200 club? That's when your that bench squat deadlift equal 1,200 pounds. And Brian just talks numbers. He's like, well, what I do is I just do like six something on my deadlift. Then I'll do five something on my squat. That saves me a little bit of room. So I got to do like four something on my bench. Okay, Brian. <laughs>
1: <That's> <laughs> right, yep. Jesus. Oh, guy, man. How many pounds?
2: How many
3: pounds?
1: All
2: world. Does the guy weigh? He. he
1: Oh, he's about, big dude. now he's dropped weight. I think he's about 235.
2: Okay, so yeah, he's a pretty big dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, Jesus at his big
1: biggest, dude. when we were on a team together, I was 263 and he was like 285 when we were in Afghanistan together. And like 12% body fat. <laughs> Monster. <laughs> be, but like the Monster. leg press, we filled it up with plates, right? And it was, like, too easy for him. He's like, man, this is still too light. Like, he had 45s on everything. It was the one where you, like, put them on each side. Yep, yep, yep. And you have the the 45s on the top. So my Bravo jumps on top of the sled, the press, and he's standing on it. So he's another 200 and something pounds, and he's leg pressing it. Full plates and a human being on top, and he's doing sets. Yeah. Animal. But, yeah, he's in my book. Let me find a page (laughs) with him. That we got him this is is funny, an Small world, man.
3: And him Small and his team world. leader were both hitting like fifteen fifty and like sixteen hundred pound club. It's like okay, I give up. Yeah, but they still run. Like, uh, and they're still running like twelve thirty uh, PP on the
1: combat physical fitness test. Yeah, and he got two cadets to do it too. Because how he trains. So out of all the people that have like got the perfect six hundred on the new combat physical fitness yeah. test. He's brought two ROTC cadets with him on it, and he's one. So, like, it's damn. Easy. Yeah, he's badass. Apologize here. Yeah, there we go. I found meat. His nickname is Meat.
4: Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Or let's see it.
1: So that's this is me, and then that's meat. I don't know how well you can see that in the camera. Oh, we can
2: see it. We can see it. And we're going to plug links to uh, to the episode as well, so we can share your book and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, hey, Kevin. Uh, Dan, Kevin
0: actually posted uh, that he loved your book, and it was a huge part of his self improvement. And uh, I can actually testify. To Kevin lives about a half hour away from me, and that dude has—I don't—I don't know how much it is. I know he's watching, but he's dropped a considerable amount of bad weight and put on some good. And and awesome. at his at where at where he was at, it took a serious commitment, and he actually bought into the fact that we sell. You know, sound mind, sound body. You know, and 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 holistic, and get out there and actually put your foot forward to help yourself. And uh, he said your book was a huge part of his self improvement. And I'm here to try, I'm here to tell you, how I've witnessed the fact that he he's he's gotten into pretty incredible shape in a very short period of time. So um, awesome, Kevin. definitely yeah, come to hit me fun. up
1: on Instagram Messenger or something. You know, well Kevin, he's in the chat right
2: now. He's in the chat right now. So Kevin, if you have any questions or anybody that's following this chat, if you guys have any questions for uh, Dan, let us know. See if they come through. Yeah.
1: But yeah, getting back to, um, you know, the mindset stuff, like you got to own it for everybody out there. Like you can't make excuses. You know, one of the things you talked about SF and, you know, like, oh, these Green Berets left and we can fix this because we don't have the I can't. There is no like I can't do this. I can't do that. It's always how do I? How do I? There's got to be a way. I'll work harder. I'll stay up longer. I'll do this. I'll do that. How do I? I'll find someone else that has the answer. If I don't know it, I'm going to knock on doors. I'll be calling up buddies or doing whatever to make it happen. You know, and that's part of that mindset with the asset mindset. Like, Hey, I just need to find the right assets. I just need to be my own best asset so I can create this stuff because you can do incredible things. And as long as you don't quit, you don't fail.
0: Yeah. Persistence <laughs> Persistence trumps everything. Yes. And, that, you know? and that's what I was going
2: to hit on persist. Like it's easy to say, hey, I'm going to get into this mindset and this frame of mind, and this is what I'm going to live by. But when did it actually click for you? Like, hey, this is my new way of life. Because it's so easy to preach that. You it know, does that like make sense? Like, you're your going to say, brand hey, I'm going to live this. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like through your martial arts and everything, eventually you just clicked and you lived your entire life by, by that rule, you know, but when did it eventually say, hey, this is it. I am here now. This is how I'm living my life. Because it's easy to preach it. You know, I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm saying like for anybody that's listening, like it's easy to say, I'm going to go out and get after it today. But then tomorrow you're doing the same shit over and over again. You know, like when did it actually click with you?
1: Um, It clicked with the martial arts. Yeah. And then it just got reinforced more. Reinforced.
2: Yep. You know,
1: And then I, when I got to group and I was actually even in the Q course, things I saw amazing guys. Like, I, I mean, I watched a guy run two miles with two broken feet. How many mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, my feet are broken or whatever. Oh, yeah. He took a yeah. couple of Motrin because he didn't want to fail that section of the, you know, the Q course. He knew once he got a certificate for that phase, then he could heal up and then he could go on. And he didn't want to recycle. You know, so I've seen amazing. And so these other people with that mindset of like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to yeah. make it happen. I know it's going to be hard. It takes work. It's not easy. Just because you think a certain way doesn't make it easy. The right. struggle is real for everybody. You know, that's something people need to realize, too. Like, yeah. You read my book. All right, great. It's not going to solve all your problems. You know, it will give you tools. It'll give you techniques, but you have to apply it. You That's have to exactly
0: know. what we preach, oh, man. is yep. that, is that we'll, yep. we'll point you in the right direction. We'll point you in the right direction. That is the best we can do. But you got to make that change. Because, you got to take that first I, step. Because yep. I'm, you know, I'm 40 years old, with three kids at home. Dan, I know you got three, you know, Bill's never in one place for too long. Dave's, you know, works 26 hours a day. Like we don't have time to come to your house and walk you to treatment or or, or to go get help or to to get off the couch. You've got to just take the words that we give you and apply them because they're real. If, if, If getting up and doing something that you hate, say it's getting up and running at five in the morning, becomes your new normal, then that's your new normal. You've just gotten into a normal that you're not happy with. But anything is habit-forming if you stay persistent and continually do it. And when you break through that, this sucks. I feel like I got hit by a car phase when you're trying to, like, improve your body. All of a sudden, you hit that – you get through that second wall. You start to feel good about yourself, and all of a sudden, you become hooked on this natural, holistic high. And I've Mm -hmm. always said, if I'm hurting, I'm always hurting less when I'm in shape. Yeah, you know, right
1: now. And you it, get to like that it, part, too, because you know it's growth. like yeah, how many Exactly. Times you exactly. After you, yeah, that feels good. Ooh. Yep. You know, and like, Kevin, I hate to interrupt, but a- Kevin
2: look. Kevin actually has a question uh, for you. And he's saying, what's the best way to apply the asset mindset when you just don't like yourself in that moment? Mm.
1: Ooh. Well, That's a tough one. That's book, a tough one. Yeah, it is. But it's a yeah. page master. And if Kevin, you read my book, you know what I'm talking about, page master. So the page master, I'll give you a quick insight for anybody that's not familiar with it, okay? It's like your mind's like a book and we're the author of it or the reader of it. So you can read that bad chapter over and over again, like, hey, I suck, I didn't, I got up late or oh, I'm lazy or whatever. Well, guess what? You can flip the page and read another thought process in your mind. Like, look at something positive you did. You know what? Yeah, I got up late, but you know, I took care of my kids or, you know i read something or i ate healthy you know or i'm making a shake or smoothie or i took my vitamins or you can change your mind you know that thought that's in your head you don't have to stay on that page be a page. go to something else yeah yeah go to something else because that's the old saying you know about every dark cloud has its silver lining you know like there's there's some positive somewhere no matter what that thought is in your head you can take and twist it you know i also talk about like you know there'll be somebody, you know, driving a junk box car and they see someone with a new car and they're like, man, it sucks. I I got a, you know, piece of shit for a car. But then you got somebody, you know, walking on the side of the streets, like, man, I wish I had money for that car. So I didn't have to walk everywhere. And then like, I talk about, you know, you got somebody that's in their house feeling sick, looking out the window, like, man, I feel like crap. I wish I could go outside for a walk, you know? And then that person that's sitting in the hospital is like, man, I wish I could be home laying in my own bed instead of being here in the hospital. So, it's all perspective, you know, and where how you want to look at it. So, once you have that awareness that, like, hey, I can change that thought in my head and like what I'm reading for thoughts, that's how you change those things. You know, you have to have that awareness and objective to step back and go, okay, I'm thinking this way. I want to think this way.
2: Yeah. And drive you off know? the positive, drive off the positive. I'm, yep. And,
0: yep. and, and, and uh, abso- absolutely. And what what I always tell uh you know, a veteran or if I'm talking to somebody who's uh, having a moment or just having a day, and, uh, and I talked to several, um, I always tell them, man, just remember, there's people out there that wish they had what you have. Remember that there's people out there that you're, we're sitting here talking, aren't we? You know, you're, you're, you're not recovering from a major heart surgery, are you, you know, like we're sitting here talking, everything's all right, you know, there's people who wish they had that, and just remember that, so it it, it it kind of gives them perspective, like you say. And the best therapy is when they find somebody that's like that, and they can rewind and go, Holy shit, I did make progress because I remember being there,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and then they help that person, and it's therapeutic. So um, it's kind of the approach that we have is is yeah, helping our brothers and sisters is therapeutic for us because we see them and we remember where we were at, and it's like, well. You know, my life is going in the right direction. Things are good because I remember being there.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. This reminds um, me of something I just used with someone literally two days ago is like, they're so focused on looking at the stars. Like, I need to be here. I want to be the star or reach the stars, reach the stars. I'm like, you don't realize you're standing on top of a mountain. You just climbed Mount Everest, you know, and you're so busy looking up at that bright star or, you know, I wish I was up there. I need to, I need to, I need to get up here. I need to reach this level. And it's like, you've already climbed amazing things step back look around a little bit look at what you have accomplished you know you've done amazing things and then they're like oh wow yeah now that i think about it you know i have it's funny you bring that
2: up it's funny you bring that up i didn't mean to interrupt you but like you look at all the like multi-millionaires you know and they just a lot of them their life is depressing man because they always are reaching like you say reach for the stars you know they reach that mountain but then they want more money now they're gonna go even higher and it's just like they're not enjoying anything of, of what they have in life, but they're actually more stressed about just going higher and higher and higher. Cause eventually you might just reach a point in life where you're happy. Like you don't need a fast car. You don't need a beautiful house. As long as you're happy and your inner self is happy with everything, who gives a flying fuck, you know? Yeah. So and that that's, that's like a... gratitude, gratitude. Yep. gratitude. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Gratitude. That's what you're
1: saying about awesome. being able to talk like us now or do things like, yeah, yep. we may not have every little thing, but look at the stuff you do have. Mm-hmm.
0: and be great and be grateful for those struggles be grateful that you know you're on no sleep and I am t- like I, I am I'm on no sleep but I've got a healthy baby boy with the woman I love and I could not be I told Bill this earlier this week I couldn't be happier right now love that struggle because without that struggle what do you have in your life it's empty without those struggles. The struggle is the ride. And if you yep. worry about every single bump in the road, you're going to miss the ride. You're going to forget what you did. So embrace that shit. Embrace yep. the fact that you're coming home from work exhausted and going to coach your son in football. Hey, you got your kids with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting, you're getting to go be a dad. You're getting to go, you know, like those are great things to have in your life. It's, it's, it's not like, man, I'll never... I'll never get everything I needed to get done today. Man, you're you're making a difference with every second that you apply yourself, and nobody's got 26 hours in their day. You can only do what you can do. And if you don't celebrate the small victories, you're going to live with every defeat. Because, you, you know, I mean, when I look across this panel, there's guys that have been through something that a lot of people fail at that don't accept failure, but the hardest part is celebrating those small victories because y- you're used to succeeding. So it's like, okay, I just did my job. That's all that is. But when you fail or when you lose, you live it a thousand days over and beat the shit out of yourself. So why not take some of that energy and transfer it over to when you do do something correctly, even if it is something minuscule. It's like, uh, I can't remember that it was, a, uh, I think it was a Navy Admiral did the Texas Longhorn speech bill. You remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, it, it's all of, Okay, we talked about like, man, celebrate getting up and making your bet. Celebrate Raven. something. That's it, it. Yeah, and and surrounding yourself
3: with people that will continue to aspire and keep one hundred percent. So, like Daniel probably know what I'm talking about. You, you, you come friends with people like the Ryans or the George Veras,
1: yeah. Or I know George and Joe Lowry's. Same me, yeah.
3: And Joe Lowry's are out there crushing it. I remember specifically one day I was just feeling achy from the workout from the day before. And I didn't want to work out. And then I was sitting in bed feeling sorry for myself. And what's on my Facebook page is Joe George doing tire flips in his wheelchair. And I was like... What's hey, my excuse? To the gym? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, George. You made me feel like
0: a punk today. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and go to the gym today. Sitting there screaming at you. Why
1: are you doing awesome. this? Right? I was a with him. So, Dan...
2: Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Bill. Sorry. No, no,
1: go ahead, Dan. Go ahead. So,
2: Dan, a um, lot of positive feedback in the chat. Everybody's saying, hey, great. You know, this is motivating me and everything. Uh, some people have said they're going to buy the book. Uh, so where can where can we purchase this book?
1: Um, Amazon is probably the best and easiest for most people. Okay. Most people have Amazon Prime, you're going to get free shipping and whatnot. It's okay. on there. It's a hard copy. You know, you can get a paperback, Kindle. Barnes & Noble also has it. I mean, you can walk into any bookstore if you really want to support someone local and order it nice uh, and get it no no problem i mean it's it's widely available but amazon tends to be the easiest and if you go to amazon they have the most reviews so you can read reviews from people you know there's even international review on there very so, nice the feedback so far so I, i'm super blessed and humbled by the way i've been able to help people you know of course and how long has this uh, you might have mentioned it earlier but how long has this book been out uh not very long it, it was released november 23rd
0: okay Kevin, so it wants to know if you're doing years, a book tour yeah. dan Yeah. Dan, Kevin wants to know if
1: you're doing a book tour. Uh, Well, I am going to be in the Nashville area for about a month and a half here pretty soon. And I might be doing some stuff down in that area. Um, And I'm trying to get book tours in. If he follows me on Facebook or on Instagram, anything that I do for a book signing will be posted on social media.
0: There you go, Kevin.
1: But I I did self-publish. And I don't have a huge marketing team behind me and different things. So it's kind of like stuff I'm doing with fellow veterans like you guys, you know, thank you so much for having me on.
2: No, thank you for coming. Absolutely. But, that's um, I mean, you know,
1: this, is, this is how I'm getting the word out.
2: Yep. You know? So getting the word out and you hit on it a little bit, but you said the other organization that you're part of and you're, and you're wearing the hat and everything um, hit on that a little bit, man. Cause uh, I mean, we're all about organizations that help out vets and stuff and that's a pretty big deal. So just kind of, Elaborate on that real quick. Kind of what you guys do. I know you mentioned trips or whatever, but yeah, just just hit on that real quick.
1: So what we do is we do retreats, okay, for veterans, even first responders, because we started to realize, you know, they they deal with a lot sometimes. As far as we had an officer, we had a police
2: officer on our show last week, and a lot of people don't realize yeah, it. They
1: tend to they tend they, to be yeah. forgotten. They
2: deploy yeah. every day, you know. They deploy yeah. every day. They're in their in their communities deployed. So anyway, I didn't mean, they,
1: don't get, they don't get treated like us either. Yep. So. yeah. So um, what we do is we run retreats to help these people, you know, male, female, whoever. Um, If you're a a veteran first responder, you're struggling or your family's struggling, like some people, if they have an injury and then their spouse is a caregiver, you know, we'll run retreats for caregivers. We do family retreats where everybody comes. So the way we run our retreats, they're up here in New Hampshire and we do the morning is kind of like, you know, some classes, some courses, some group work maybe. And then the whole afternoon is get out and enjoy, go sailing, go hiking, nice. you know, go outside, do an activity, do rock climbing for those that can or whatnot. And we will um, set up the, re- the retreat for that participant, you know, or the participants right. that are coming. So we'll base it off of their capabilities. I mean, we got a Gunstock Mountain Resort. We do some stuff. So we get zip lines, so people do zip lines. Uh, so it, it's pretty cool. Um, it's had great feedback. like I said, it's no cost um, for any of the participants. So if you get accepted and do an application online and you get here, we'll cover your food, we cover lodging, we cover all that stuff. Um, It's mostly New England, but we will accept other people. We just can't cover their travel. You know, if you're coming from Texas or you're coming from the Carolinas or California or whatever, we can't afford to pay airfare because we're a nonprofit and we do cover everything.
2: And shoot out the name again for the website and everything and where people can Uh, get a hold of that? Camp Resilience. Okay.
1: And um, it's also the Patriot Resilience Leadership Institute. That's the nonprofit we're listed as, but we do business as um, Camp Resilience. We are doing something new, first annual. We've partnered with this um, other group called Swim with a Mission. They run um, some events and fundraise for veterans with SEALs. And we've met with them, and we're actually running first annual Green Beret with a Mission event. So it's going to be like going through mock missions for it's like a physical challenge type of thing. Very nice. Doing just like a tough mutter. It's going to be hey, you need to do this ammo resupply. You got to go from point A to point B. You got to link up with this local war. I like it. This or that. You know, very cool. And the team gets hit. You got to do a medevac, so now you're carrying an aid and litter, so civilians can kind of walk through what it's like to be a Green Beret with a mission for the day. And then they're going to compete. They'll be um, timed. There'll be points awarded for different things. Like we're going to have like a single rope bridge, a two rope bridge. uh, uh, I like it. Based on whether your team all does the commando cross on the single rope to get so many points if you do that. But all that is going to help veterans and first responders and the camp resilience. 100% proceeds are going to nonprofit organizations that help vets. So uh, if anybody goes to my website, you'll see some of those things posted. You know, Green Bray with the Mission Challenge, Swim with the Mission, and then Camp Resilience. Those are the great, absolute, amazing organizations.
2: We love it. And I'm sure you're part of our group on Facebook. And for those of you that are watching Veteran Trash Talk on Facebook, um, just join, you know, and and share whenever you guys are doing events like that. We'd love to push it out in our community as well uh, to, you know, to bring some awareness to it. That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Joe, you had something to say?
0: Oh, no, I was just saying it sounds like he should – he should link up with bill and them and gold star <laughs> should do something together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause cause speaking of organizations, I, I I'll, I i did not say anything about it, uh, on the show. I don't believe I can't remember if I did. I just, you know, blame the concussions, but man, that, that our, 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 Facebook group came through and raised over a thousand dollars for uh gold star on my birthday and, uh, made my day, man. It was so freaking cool. I loved it. Um, but uh, I love that. I, I love the concept that you're doing, Dan, because it's not like the generic, like retreat. Yeah. You you've got something different to offer, and that's what you're making it about. So I think that's freaking awesome, especially giving them a taste of what it's like to uh, do like a medevac nine liner, or, or uh, yeah, yeah. you know, basically go through like Warrior Leader Course, uh, but run <laughs> by uh, but run by Green Berets or PLDC, whatever it was called when y'all went through it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, but WLC uh, no PLC. W- yeah, you're right. W- PLDC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh. But anyways. Uh. Yeah. That's what. It, yeah. the PLC WLC. But no, I think that's awesome. And then, um, I don't know something about about Gold Star, what they do for for these kids, man. Um, you know, that's something. I'm a big softie, so it gets me. It it. It gets me when I think about you know these these kids, moms and dads were were operators warriors uh some of them were the the best of the best and uh to think that that kid doesn't get to learn the values from some of these great people that that were their parents it 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 makes you want to reach out and put your arms around them as much as you can so um i love i love gold star i love what you're doing dan so um nothing but positive man i love having veterans on and just Pushing the message like, hey, look, there's another veteran that used what he went through as gasoline to make himself better and and uh, to be an entrepreneur and do it the hard way and market yourself and everything else is uh, it's kind of like the way we do it, you know, like uh, it's some paratrooper shit. Like, w- w- which way is the hardest way? All right, let's do it that way. Let's yep. roll into it with no experience and just fuck, and just see how we do. So uh, we're 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 pretty much doing the same thing, you know, um, as far it's, as the it's business funny side when you goes. Get
1: questions. You know, like, hey, who designed your book cover? I did. Who wrote the blur? I did. They're like, what? <laughs> you didn't? <laughs> I'm like,
0: I dude, I figured, a...
1: figured it out. I mean, yeah. like, I joke. I can't type. And I wrote a book. You know, <laughs> so when I'm talking or giving pep talks, I'm like, I can't even type. I'm two fingers, two fingers. But you know what? You put the time in, the effort, focus. You can do it. Yeah. Right, you can do anything. If yep. You work hard enough. You might not be as fast as someone else, but you can still get there.
2: Damn right. Damn right. That's awesome.
1: Nobody ever, nobody ever buys a book
0: and says, I wonder how long it took him to write this. You know, (laughs) it's a book, you know, (laughs) but man, Dan, thanks for coming on, dude. It should put me in a good mood. It's just, you know, just, uh, hopefully a lot of people were watching. Hopefully a lot of people saw it. And, um, I just want to give a shout out to one person. If they are watching, uh, Shakaya Barbie is a new trash talker. And, um, she came on and reached out when she was going through a really tough time. And, um, I just wanted to, Say what's up to her and tell her that uh, this family is one hundred percent behind you. Um, For someone your age, I was I was thoroughly impressed with your maturity and your focus. And um, stay invested in yourself. We're all proud of you, and we're all here for you. So that's that's all I had to say about that.
2: And you got any parting words? I'm going to hand it over to Bill because we Bill's got some things to say according to the script. I don't know, Bill. And then you can just, Bill, you can close us out today. But Dan, any parting words um, to anybody that's watching? Again, from from me, thanks for coming on, man. Great story. I'm definitely going to get the book. I'm going to order it today and uh, get on some of that mindset asset because uh, I think that's something that a lot of people could live by. And if they did, uh, make them more productive. And uh, yeah. so you can
1: change your life. That's why I I always... can make you believe in in yourself. own the power. You know, you yeah. get the asset mindset, you own the power. You own him. Yeah. You, know, you own your life. You're not yeah. a victim anymore. You're not, you know, stuck by anybody else's rules. I'm going
2: to PSI next week. Have you ever heard of PSI?
1: PSI. Pounds per square inch? <laughs> it's uh it's a it's a it's a, it's a, a an engineer. <laughs>
2: yeah it's a life coaching thing that uh my fiance has been dying to take us there i mean it costs quite a bit but we're going to be going Bill, there. it's a three-day seminar like a really
0: engaged man to you
2: Yeah, three day seminar, um, PSI. And it's all about kind of what you're preaching here. It's all the mindset and just showing up and not being a victim and everything that you do in life is your own choice. And just like it's, it's some crazy stuff. So I'm going there Friday. It's Friday till Sunday next week in Scottsdale. So we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll be a changed man afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. well if you my
1: book and do that you should. Hey. Stop <laughs>
2: all day every day
1: <laughs> no but thank you guys definitely for having me here you know i've actually had a blast this is a lot of fun a lot of times it's like okay i gotta answer this way or that way it's nice to be you know just very relaxed and real uh, i feel like there's some real bonds being created here love the connections it's hilarious small world like you yeah. know <laughs> me relation you know like it's great to be here. And if you guys ever want me back, I'd be more than happy to come back on. I had a great time. 100 you know, percent You ever need hey. someone else? One of you guys can't make it. Hey. Hey, hey, Dan. Hey. I'll jump in.
0: Hey, Dan, you're a martial artist. How about uh how about the UFC Pick'em? You want to come back and pick against me and Bill one night? Because we do a <laughs> UFC Pick'em every Friday night. <laughs> maybe, you on, be, maybe maybe listen, I will. You can come be our, our guest picker. You got to like put up you. a book and we'll put up we'll put up a shirt.
1: All right, well, we'll talk. Message me. We'll talk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's I, I'm not as involved. I got three kids. One is two. One is four. So I'm good.
0: Ooh, yeah. God bless you, brother. Minor are nine. Yeah. nine minor nine, five and six weeks. So God bless you. I remember those days.
2: <laughs> Appreciate you, Dan. So Bill, fuck the words, man. Bill, take it. I think Nick said you were going to say something though. Like I don't know. Just close us out, man. Uh, Look,
3: so before I get to that, <laughs> bring us, home, uh, Bill. Bring us hey, home, Bill. Bring us home, Bill. Bring us home. Thanks for, for coming on support. the show. Uh, everybody, make sure you go out and buy this book. Uh, Joe and uh, actually, Nick and Joe, thank you for putting Gold Star Teen Adventures up for your birthdays and earning money for those kids. Those of you who don't know who are just watching the show, they raise money and they take Gold Star kids. Uh, start out from Fallen soft guys, but has moved on to first responders as well. And they take these kids out on trips all summer, teach them rock climbing, leadership. Uh, j- basically, just mentor these kids from 15 all the way through college. Uh, so get out there, donate to these guys. I was going to do another run this month, but I'll be going to Leavenworth for three weeks. So that kind of stumbled me a little bit. I'll what would you it do? Back. Oh, not <laughs> that. Not worth, <laughs> no, not <laughs> that. <laughs> Same area, but uh, I, I, the Nick. Um, Nick wanted to know what field artillery sorry majors do. Uh, first of all, I am not going to explain what I do to a guy who hasn't been to work in a year.
1: But still has a
3: shaving profile rocking.
1: That's the rim one.
0: shot.
2: Oh, Nick is rolling over now. He <laughs>
3: he's watching this. <laughs> uh, again, Nick, you came up short and the Fister had to come in for the win. Again. Uh, so when you can answer why I keep beating you, I'll answer your silly questions. And, you know, run around your Sillyness fancy little Nick. rich friends now, wear your little cute little blue cord, but the fister wins again. Anyway, get but out there. Get your gig
0: line straight, Nick. <laughs> so
3: again, thanks for, Dan, coming on. Everybody get out there, buy Asset Mindset. On to you, Dave.
2: Oh, no, we're good, Bill. That was a call of that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in and watching. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube, all right, Veteran Trash Talk. Check out some of our – all right, I think we're all wearing a shirt, except for Dan. We need to get you one, all right? And part of our proceeds go to Stop Soldier Suicide. So you can cop that at shop.veterantrashtalk.com. Uh, yeah, have a great Saturday. I'm going to pour some 10th Mountain whiskey. Uh, if you want some, go to 10th Mountain, type in VTT, and get yourself a discount. Have a great Saturday. We're out.
3: Good up.